Welcome back to the Back of the Net podcast. It's your host, John Fives, here with my co-host, Mr. Bank, and we couldn't be more excited to bring you guys our preview of Match Day 2 here on the Back of the Net podcast. How are you doing, Mr. Bank? I'm doing great. Uh, it was a great first week of soccer in the Premier League, and uh, really excited to get on to the next week and get this season rolling. Yeah, I mean, it was a really, really fun week. Uh, just watching a lot of soccer, a lot of uh, sports in general, but I was all prem all weekend. And uh, back of the net podcast listeners uh, yielded some profit on the first week. Uh, myself, my plays went three, one, and one with one shop. Uh, consensus went two and one, and uh, I'm not sure how your plays fared, Mr. Bank, but uh, that's that's profit right there for. Uh, anyone listening and tailing on the consensus right there, which is what we always stress, you know, our consensus are what we think are our stronger plays. Um, and Absolutely. to go 2 one, one on consensus. that was, uh, we're really happy for that. And we're we're going to keep it moving. Yeah, absolutely. Always look out for the consensus plays. Uh, I think that whenever we get together on a play, we got the same read on a game. It's uh, hopefully usually going to go in our favor. So look out for those. Yeah, it's great to see you guys uh, dropping some uh, reviews uh, on the podcasts uh, and some ratings. You know, we always appreciate that. We're go- we'll get back to you. Um, you know, we have a couple from Cash Tickets. Uh, gives us the five-star. Loves or takes. Very knowledgeable. Uh, we're happy to help you cash tickets, cash tickets. And then Steve uh, Milker, um, thank you for the five stars. Um, uh, we will not talk about Fantasy Premier League anymore, but we were just kicking it off a little bit. But I appreciate the banter. And uh, we hope you're still listening and cashing some tickets with us as well. Um, so let's uh, waste no time because um, we know you guys are busy. So are we. But um, let's get right into it, Mr. Bank. Um, let's jump out to Saturday uh, for the 6.30 game in the morning. I don't know about you. I'll be up for it. Um, 6.30 Central. I know uh, you're an Eastern guy. Um, so a little bit easier for you. But uh, we got Everton. Uh, I believe hosting West Brom. Uh, I actually tweeted out actually about at the 50th minute of the Everton Tottenham game, um, that I was jumping all over Everton. Um, and I was able to manage to snag them at a minus 0.75 price at minus 130. Uh, when I looked and I snagged that the money line was about minus 150. It's at some bucks around minus 200 now to minus 190. So I'm, I'm happy I got that value there. But, um, you know, if you guys weren't able to see my tweet, um, I still really like this minus one um, at minus 105. Or if you can find even money, that's even better. Minus 110, also fine here. Um, A couple things that I took away from Everton's first game versus Tottenham, uh, and I think something that we haven't seen in a long time, is Everton, I thought, looks like the better side and deserved the three points. And they came away with it. Their midfield is completely... Um, it looks just it it looks like one of the better prem, Premier League midfields um, this season, and that's might be a little bit of an overreaction um, early this season. But gosh, they I mean every single part of it looks so good. You got Allen, who um, gosh I mean he just looks so composed on the ball. It didn't ever look like uh, he felt any type of threat towards him um, in the midfields along the sides of the likes of, you know, Son and some other classy players that Tottenham has. And then you have a Dekure, who's just a box to box guy. Um, I saw him on multiple occasions tracking Harry Kane and Son throughout the pitch and then also getting forward in the attack. And he just provides a, just a, such a dual threat for this Everton team that I really love. And then James Rodriguez, it was really interesting to watch him, him play and just watch him link up top with Calvert-Lewin and Richarlison. And, um, I think it's going to be it's it's coming soon, but we're going to see that we're going to see a Hamas rip from with uh with his left foot from the outside the box, uh it, whether whether it's this this match week or the next, um, the guy's dangerous and uh, he's very very uh you know tricky. He's got a little a lot of tricks and um, little types of you know moves that he can bring and. Little one twos, little ticky tack kind of stuff that uh, I don't think an Everton fan has seen from a long time, a, a player of his class. So I'm excited to continue to watch this team. But when I saw this line at minus 150, uh, I had to jump on it right away. And rightfully so, this thing has moved all the way out to minus 200. But I mean, I couldn't be all over the more, 
I couldn't be you know more in love right now with this West Ham team. Um, they got a great back line, and I think they made three really, really solid moves this transfer window. Improved their midfield, and they got two great strikers that are just goal poachers. Um, and I don't see them slowing down at all, and I see them rolling West Brom 2-3 now. Yeah, um, absolutely. I was quite impressed with Everton as well in the first match, and it was pretty interesting considering how I felt about them coming into the season. I didn't necessarily think they were going to mesh very well right off the bat, but, I mean, I think I was proven pretty wrong on that one, and they really showed uh, the type of team that they're going to be this season. And like like you said, I think against this West Brown side, they're going to put in more than just the one they had against Spurs and maybe make this a little bit of a blowout. But unfortunately, I didn't get onto this line as quick as you did. So at the minus like 190, minus 200 price, I'm probably going to be passing this game. But I mean, at the price you got this at, I would, I would love to fire at that if I still had the opportunity. I think uh, what we saw out of Hamas especially was, was exciting. And I think that he's going to be a huge contributor for this team this year. And really going to be, I mean, potentially the guy that pushes them over the hump with all those other new additions that they got. Yeah, I mean, I think that's kind of where we were going from early on in the first couple podcasts. We were, you know, not really believing the Everton hype, um, bringing in three new midfielders and starting them week one. Um, I mean, these guys obviously haven't trained together a whole lot. Um, Just team chemistry and stuff like that we didn't think would mesh as quickly as it did, but they were, they were able to go into, go into Tottenham. Um, granted there are no fans. We all know that, but still go into Tottenham, grab the three points. And I'd say convincingly grab it, um, versus strong Tottenham side that I don't think played terrible. I think they, you know, definitely didn't play good, but I think it was a lot more of the reason of, um, I think just Everton were the better football club at the end of the day. Um, and just force them to, you know, kind of make some mistakes. And I don't know if Tottenham were ready for, for that Everton side. I don't know if anybody in the Premier League were. Um, so, yeah, I just I don't see West Brom competing here. Um, after watching them play Leicester, uh, they were able to kind of hold things down early. But as you'll see with a lot of these teams, as the games lag on, they're going to start making stupid, silly mistakes, um, giving away the ball in bad areas like they did. Um, a lot of times the Leicester, which then led to the penalties and just reckless challenges inside the box. I see a lot of the same things uh, happening in this Everton game that happened against Leicester, and this is a 2-3-0 win. Uh, but let's move on um, to the next game. Uh, we'll have Fulham taking on Leeds. Uh, this game will be at Leeds. Uh, what are you thinking here, Mr. Bank? Yeah, um, I was actually really excited when watching that Leeds uh, Leeds Liverpool match the first night, first day on uh, the primetime slot. How Leeds showed up in that match, and I mean every time Liverpool got a goal except for the last one, Leeds was able to answer, and that was just a super exciting game overall. And uh, I really think that. The way we were feeling about Leeds before the season seems like it's looking good here. I mean, obviously they did lose that match to Liverpool, but they cashed our uh, consensus plus one and a half bet, and uh, I think we're feeling really good about this side. My initial lean on this game was to go with Leeds. I'm seeing them around minus uh, three quarters, minus 130, minus 170 on the money line. Uh, I just really, and then I was kind of thinking about it. I mean, I do love how they played, but you actually convinced me to uh, sit off of this play and pass on this game as well, because I do think that the way Arsenal uh, took apart Fulham in that first match was pretty clinical, and they Arsenal just proved that they were the better side there, but I think that Fulham playing against the lead side that they uh, are somewhat familiar with playing against in the championship last season, obviously Leeds got a lot of new players, but I think Fulham's going to show up in this game and make a real effort here. They might lose uh, by one goal, but I don't I don't see a blowout in this one, so I'm going to be passing on this uh, match as well. Yeah, I, I don't blame you. Um, this is a tricky one, and uh, there's a lot of Leeds hype right now, which is kind of why this line is the way it is, and I don't necessarily agree with it too much. Um, I think maybe we should be seeing, instead of Leeds at a minus 160 price, more more towards, uh, I don't even know, minus 140, minus 130 range. I just think it's way too overpriced. 
um, for any 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 type of uh, reason the back leads here. I, d I don't like it. I still maybe would like them to win this game, but I don't know if we have a, a whole lot of sample size from them. But you know we were able to bang on that Liverpool match. I think a lot of people might have thought we were crazy for taking leads plus one and a half. But um, kind of everything that we said early on um, with this Leeds team um, was a little bit, I mean, we, was a little bit true. Uh, I got to tip our cap to ourselves here, you know, give credit where credit's due. We were big on Jack Harrison. Jack Harrison looked so class. One of the, looked like one of the better players out on the pitch against Liverpool. Um, we're going to see the likes of him back in the lineup. Um, the only thing that worried me about Leeds was their defense. Um, Robin Cock. Uh, just had a terrible, terrible, terrible game. Uh, was picked on with the handball, then with the PK. Couldn't have had a worse day. Um, and so that's why I'm actually, I am, I do have a plan in this game. And I'm gonna go with the over two and a half. Um, I just think that I think Leeds just their their high press, uh, you know, football style is gonna lead to them to you know get on the mark, get up, get get some type of goal. Goals are goals here against Fulham, but defensively, um, I still think they have a lot of holes that they need to work out here, and I just don't think that a week's time is going to figure that out. I see Fulham getting on the score sheet here. Against Arsenal, Fulham had maybe about five to ten minutes of, I'd say, pretty good football where they did look a little bit promising. Aside from that, though, um, not so much, but you got to think that Fulham are going to rebound here. And they're not going to come into leads, um, like you said, at side that they're relatively familiar with and kind of end, end up uh, empty-handed. So I see this going over two and a half, sitting around minus 105. Um, I'm staying away from the sides like you, but um, this total just really, really intrigued me. And uh, I'm going to go after it and take that over two and a half. Yeah, I like that play. I think uh, if I had to have a lean on the total, it would certainly be the over, and I think that's a good one to fire on. Uh, yeah, just, what are you thinking? Yeah, go ahead. Just, oh yeah. Okay. Well, I mean, I just, I just, I just see this as more of an open game. Uh, just, you know, Arsenal were kind of able to do the same thing that uh, to Fulham that I kind of see Leeds doing. A lot of the high press football leading to mistakes in the back. I see that happening actually pretty early on in this game. Maybe Leeds get on the score sheet um, and maybe see a little bit of a similar, not as similar as the Liverpool Leeds game with all the scoring, but. Uh, I think we could see a 2-2 affair here, maybe even a 2-1 uh, a uh, early on, and then one team uh, you know, gets down. But I see us cashing our ticket relatively early here, and that's a bold thing for me to say, but I really do. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I like to hear. All right, let's keep things going here, guys, um, yeah. to Crystal Palace. Um, going to Old Trafford uh, for their second game of the season. This is United's first game of the season uh, because of the they had some players on who still had a break from uh, the international duties they were serving. Um, I'll actually hand this off to you because I want n absolutely nothing to do with this game. Um, I don't actually. I don't know what Man United are going to come out with here. The line's at minus one and a half at about even money to minus one hundred five for United, plus one and a half for Crystal Palace. Um, Crystal Palace, yes, they got the three points on match day one, and they screwed up our only consensus. But I wasn't superly overly impressed with this side. Yes, they had um, some some great you know they had probably about 20 to 30 minutes of great football where they were dominating that game but for the relatively the rest of the match Southampton had them on the ropes keeper made a couple of big time saves um that's why I'm passing here um I don't know a whole lot to what to expect from Crystal Palace in this game and uh it's United's first game of the season I want to watch them play before um I start uh making some wagers on them to see what they're all about this year yeah, uh, that's totally fair, but uh, kind of along those same lines is going to lead into my first derivative bet of the season. I'm going to be taking uh, a halftime, full-time bet of draw for the first half and then Man U to win the game at plus 320. I think this is a, a really interesting spot. Obviously, it's a little weird with Man U uh, having this as their first game on match day two. And coming up against the Crystal Palace side that earned three points the week before, I think that this is one of those spots where Man U could potentially come out pretty flat 
and I'm obviously following along with that on my bet for a first-half draw. I expect this first half to be low-scoring. I think uh, Crystal Palace demonstrated in their first match that, that while they might not have had a lot of possession against Southampton, I mean, if you look at the stats, it was Southampton dominated quite a bit, having over two-thirds, more than two-thirds possession during the match. But I think that Crystal Palace is kind of going to play the same way that they did after they scored their goal, and they're going to not necessarily park, but I think they're going to sit back and uh, kind of try to absorb the Man U attack in the first half especially. And I think Man U might come out a little uh, a little flat, having some more time off after the, that international break. So I'm hoping this first half ends in a draw. And then I think from that point on, I think Man U will get control of the game, open it up. I don't know whether that'll be 1-0, 2-1, that type of thing. But I do think that Crystal Palace is going to, uh, kind of control the game a little bit in the first half, and then Man U will do what they do in the second half. And uh, whether it's Greenwood or uh, Bruno Fernandez, we'll see what happens in the second half. But I do like uh, Man U to open it up once the once the game progresses. I really like that take. That is a really really interesting play. Um, yeah, no, I I do like it. I think uh, regardless of how United come out, well. I, th- I kind of like the take that United are going to come out slow in this game. But, yeah, I think Crystal Palace are coming into a match like this just kind of hoping to get – hoping to scramble and grab a point here. Um, so going into halftime, nil-nil will be extremely favorable for them and something that, you know, they would like. Um, so, yeah, I agree. I think uh, uh, if you guys – the listeners are, you know, intrigued at a plus 320 play, I'd look no further than this right here because uh, this, this has me intrigued – uh, very much, but I, I will be passing on it. All right, uh, let's move on to the Arsenal-West Ham match. Your boys uh, earned themselves three points last week in a pretty impressive performance. How are you feeling about them this week uh, against West Ham? Oh, I'm super, super, super excited about what I watched um, at Fulham. That was awesome stuff. Um, just for everyone, everyone on the pitch uh, just performed extremely, extremely well. I couldn't have any, any honestly, any complaints. Um, Gabriel got the start, debut. Wasn't expecting it. Um, but, man, he really, really bossed it back there, aside from the one kind of mix-up he had with Leno in the first five minutes. Could have led to a goal. Uh, great goalkeeping, though, by Leno, so that was good to see. Um, but uh, everyone just, everyone, everyone played really good. Uh, just we had a great team goal with the Bamiyang. Um going from one side of the pitch to the other uh that was really pretty pretty stuff and it's always great to keep uh keep clean sheets I think it's good for the good for the team's morale um you know Arsenal have been absolutely abysmal on the road in the past two seasons past couple seasons actually um so for us to go uh into the cottage for a first game of the season get the clean sheet um I think that's huge for huge for the Gunners um and they're gonna build off that so going Coming back home to play West Ham this weekend, it's a tricky game. Um, it's priced similar, similarly to um, to kind of last week's game. Minus two, about minus 200 on the money line, minus one on the Asian handicap. Um, I'm not going to be playing this for another week in, another week in a row and might be able to start testing my fandom here. Um, but, uh, I do lean Arsenal to get the, pick up the three points here. Historically, Arsenal have, uh, dominated, uh, the likes of West Ham at home, uh, throughout the past seasons, even, even when our past seasons haven't been the greatest, uh, historically we have, uh, gotten the better side of West Ham, but West, West Ham are still a very, very quality team. And even though they went down to, uh, went down to match, uh, match day one uh, against Newcastle. Um, I don't think they're 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 not going to come out slow in this match. They have a lot of a lot of heavy hitters on this team um, that could do some damage. And uh, I just want to see more of Arsenal before um, you know I can start to fire on my squad. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean I'm super super excited for this for this game. I think that I think the over under is priced relatively fair at three. Money line seems about pretty fair I, I wouldn't blame you for taking the the West Ham plus one here but uh, I'm gonna lean on my Arsenal plus one because of a or not plus one minus one because of a little bit of a fan lean but uh I'd advise uh for any uh betters here this this game 
doesn't have a whole lot of value that jumps out to me. Um, so I'm passing here. Yeah, uh, totally fair. I think uh, that just the way that Arsenal showed up match day one was pretty impressive. And I think just knowing that how much of a fan you are of Arsenal, I'm pretty happy with that and hoping for you that they can have a great season here. But I'm also going to be passing on this match. Uh, I expected West Ham to play a little bit better match day one. Uh, I think they might bounce back here, but I see them kind of being a side that is kind of iffy this season, whether or not they're going to show up on every day. And uh, I think Arsenal will come out ready to play in this one, but laying the minus 200-ish on the money line, I'm just not really willing to do. So I'm also going to be passing on this one and just looking for value in other places on the board. Yeah, I mean, this is a, such a tricky, tricky match. Uh, like you said, I totally agree. West Ham are, are such a streaky team. They have so many heavy hitters on this squad um, that are just so class. Um, but at some point, at some points in the season, they just don't show up. Whereas some points last season, they did show up and they took the likes of Chelsea down 3-2. I remember that late in the season. Um, a huge shocker and it was huge for West Ham to help st- uh, help them stay in the Prem. And just being an Arsenal fan throughout the years, um, I've seen great performances one week, and the next week it it looks like they didn't even show up to training all week. So we could see the likes <laughs> of that, and um, just we always we always want to stress value here on this podcast, um, and just yeah, going with Mr. Bank here, minus two hundred and minus one doesn't scream uh, value for the Gunners this week, sadly. So it's gonna be a that's a pretty easy pass, I'd say. I'll definitely yeah. be watching it, though. Oh, of course. All right, let's move on to Sunday, where, thankfully, guys, uh, there's a lot more value. Um, Absolutely. And for some reason, the early games this week on the match day have, for, for me, the most value. Got Tottenham uh, heading out uh, to St. Mary's Stadium to take on Southampton. Uh, Tottenham about plus one. 30 uh looks like on the money line plus 135 southampton uh, about plus 220 to drop plus 230 over under two and a half um just by looking at this um i actually jumped on this earlier this morning i jumped on uh tottenham minus a quarter at about even money um i think this line is way way too good to be true um it's it's it just for me right now with the way Southampton are playing, it's tough to back them. You saw that if I don't know if you were paying attention today, Southampton went down to Brentford in the Carabao, two nil, um, and they almost played the same way that they played against Crystal Palace, having a lot of the ball for sure, definitely, but just poor 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 play in the final third, inability to finish, and then um, just on the counter they just look so so susceptible. And I just don't see that changing uh, here in the next four days. I know Tottenham did kind of get run off the pitch by Everton. But I think uh, we need to give Everton a little bit more credit uh, where credit's due. Everton looked really, really, really solid. And I think there were some pluses uh, to take away uh, from the Tottenham side. Uh, you know, a few players, you know, looked very, very good out there. I know Doherty uh, from uh, Wolves. Uh, looked like a very very good addition he was able to get up and down the pitch um provide some service on that right side uh, and to harry kane and the likes of uh delhi and son um so i think there's some positives to take away with this spurs side and finding spurs um around even money at minus a quarter um playing the southampton side that i think is trending downwards currently i think is a gift i don't see i don't see southampton winning this game at worst we're i think we'll walk away with the draw here but I think Spurs take this easily. I don't know. What are your thoughts here, Mr. Bank? Yeah, I think it's kind of exciting. Got our first consensus play on the pod. I'm also taking Spurs minus a quarter. Uh, I'm seeing plus 105 at a couple shops where I'll probably be firing. So I think, I mean, I'm going to agree with you that I think Spurs is just going to come out and be the better side in this match. And after watching them against Everton, Obviously, Everton played really well in that match and did what they wanted to do week one. They got themselves the three points. But I think we could all agree that Spurs seem like the type of side that is pretty uh, – they're, they're kind of the definition of a bounce-back team in the Premier League. And 
it seems like every time that they lose a game, that the next time they come out, Jose Mourinho has them ready to go, and they, they're able to at least get one point, typically three, off of a loss. So I think that's just one of the other reasons that I like Spurs in this match, big-time bounce-back team. And also, I mean, they had a, like you said, they had a lot of guys that looked pretty solid in the first week, and I think especially Son looked good on the ball, and they had plenty of counters that you expect out of them and just weren't able to finish, but I think against this Southampton side, they're going to be able to put some goals in the net and maybe pull away if we're lucky and cash uh, this ticket early. So Spurs minus a quarter. Consensus play on the pod. Book it, guys. First consensus play of match uh, match week two. I love it. Um, kind of just to quickly cl- uh, quickly touch on what you said about Spurs being a bounce back squad. I completely agree. We saw it last last year. Uh, well, not last year. Last couple months after the restart, um, Spurs went down. I think the scoreline was three one at Sheffield. Just got absolutely run off the pitch um, against a Sheffield side um, that you guys all saw how they played in match week or match day one, which was not good. Uh, but then the next week, you or the next couple weeks, you saw them bounce back, and I think Spurs finished out the season. Um, I don't know. I don't think they dropped a whole lot of points. I don't remember the exact stats, but I think they might have drawn and won like the last six games or something like that. They even destroyed Arsenal. Um, it was a tough one to watch, but. Yeah, I think um, Jose Mourinho does a really good job of getting those guys um, kind of back and going, and I think we're going to see exact uh, exact little replica last year here after they, you know, took a bad loss here, um, like they did against Sheffield. They're going to come back and they're going to embarrass this uh, Southampton team. It's not going to be close. Yeah, I'm excited for the match, and uh, I think it's interesting to see how Spurs responds as well with some of the bail news circling around the club but I think the players come ready to play and show that I think everyone wants to show that they belong at Spurs and they're ready to have a good season here after bounce back after the uh, 1-0 loss to Everton week one. Oh yeah okay let's move things on uh, the next game the nine o'clock game at St. James Park um, we have uh, Newcastle um, hosting Brighton um, about pretty close uh about a pick 'em game here. Uh, both sides, uh, Newcastle about plus 165 on the three-way money line. Brighton plus 185. Uh, pick 'em for both sides, Newcastle minus 125. Brighton plus 106. Uh, over under two and a half. Um, so I'll, I'll kind of start things off with this match. This is a tricky one, guys. Um, it's it's going to, for me, this is a lineup checker. Um I do think that there's potentially a lot of value on this Brighton side, but uh, you got to check lineups here. Uh, two of Brighton's players were in the Chelsea match. Lana, uh, who you guys all know came from Liverpool, very, very uh, big-time player, and I think it's going to be essential to a lot of Brighton's success this year. He's a player that a Brighton haven't seen um, for a long time. He's able to just pick out little runs from Mape and Trossard and just slot them through. Um, we saw him doing this Chelsea match. They were unable to finish, but um, he's a cra- crafty little guy. He went down with a nick in the game. He's going to be questionable for the match, so we'll see there. And then one of the very, very uh, essential uh, center backs this side, Ben White, played last year on uh, loan at Leeds, who's very, very big-time center back in the championship. He also picked up a nick in this match. Um, he's also questionable. Um, so I think... I think it's going to be uh, a lineup checker uh, for this Brighton side. But, um, you know, if they roll out the likes of Lalana and Ben White, um, I wouldn't blame you for uh, taking this uh, Brighton side at a pick-em price here. Um, regardless from the 3-1 scoreline, um, for very a lot of this match, I think they looked like a better team than Chelsea. Um, I just uh, defensively, you know, I liked their shape. Um, you know, Ben White and Dunk and Webster back there look very, very solid in the back. Um, and then also, uh, Lamptey from, uh, who's kind of playing a little bit of a right wing back, got up the pitch a lot and just looked really, really class. Um, so I, I liked how Brighton played a lot in this match. Um, but aside from a couple, couple bad, terrible passes and then just kind of defensive lapses, um, yeah, Chelsea got away from them. Um, and that kind of a little bit of mis- misfortune on that third goal. Um, 
I think from uh, Zuma put that in the back of the net. A little bit of misfortune there. Uh, but Brighton definitely definitely surprised me. Um, so I'm gonna I'm gonna be taking this as a lineup checker. Uh, I'm gonna be waiting until wait until this match kicks off to see uh, see what we got from the likes of Brighton. Um, so check my Twitter. Um, uh, if I do decide to make this official play, I will. Uh, right now the lean's on Brighton, but um, I gotta wait. I gotta I gotta see what what Brighton rolls out. Yeah, I think Brighton for sure had a decent showing against Chelsea, uh, regardless of the scoreline. Maybe just uh, didn't put together the full 90 minutes, but I do think they played pretty well. And you've got to be uh, somewhat happy with that as a Brighton supporter. But coming into this match against Newcastle, I really don't see too much value either. I think Newcastle, obviously happy to get a 2-0 win against West Ham week one. But I really don't think Newcastle was extremely impressive week one either, enough to make me favor them over this Brighton squad. And uh, at both sides being about to pick them, like you said, I'm just not really willing to lay juice on either side in this match. Maybe if if we got a no-juice line from God somehow, I'd take Brighton. But I just think when you're laying juice, you got to be selective on your match, on your picks, on your matches. So I'm going to be passing this one as well. And uh, I expect a, a decent game to watch, but... Obviously, it's not too heavyweight, so no need to force a pick on this one. <laughs> Definitely. Okay, let's move on. Um, after this game, uh, what do we got here on the slate next? Yeah, we're looking at uh, the oh, Chelsea-Liverpool game next. The, the heavyweights. Match. If we're talking about heavyweights, guys, here we. Uh, here's probably the biggest heavyweight game of the, or heavyweight game of the week. We got Liverpool taking on the Blues uh, at Stamford Bridge. Uh, Liverpool about plus 115 to plus 120 range. Chelsea about a 2-1 uh, dog here with the draw at plus 275 over under at three goals. Um, and then you're seeing uh, the Asian handicap of uh, minus 0.25 uh, for Liverpool, about minus 107, minus 110, and then plus 0.25 for uh, Chelsea. Um, do you have anything on this game, Mr. Bank? Yeah, I actually, I do not have an official uh, play, but I do have a lean to the over three. I think if you can get the over three at anything better than like plus 115, I think that's when I'd fire. I'm looking at about plus 105 right now. Not quite good enough for me, but the biggest factor in that handicap would just be, uh, I really want to know. And I think we will figure it out in this match, but I really want to know whether or not Liverpool's blunders defensively, uh, I mean, specifically Van Dyke on that one was just really tough, but I want to know if those were kind of more of just a complacency thing. Uh, Liverpool coming out match day one against the championship side. I mean, I know we all know Leeds is kind of hyped up, but regardless, Liverpool looks at them as kind of inferior competition, I would, I would expect. So uh, I think the big thing about this game is is Liverpool going to come in and have some of those defensive blunders we know they can put the goal put the ball in the goal but uh I think it's whether or not they have those defensive lapses and whether or not Chelsea's going to put up a lot of goals on them so I do have a lean to the over three but not going to be firing at the current price uh hoping maybe some under money comes in but we all know where the squares are typically going to be on a heavyweight game like this so I'm not going to be firing on the over three just yet yeah, um, this one's this one's a really tough game for me to pick here because I wasn't overly overly impressed with either side. Uh, Liverpool, I think we talked about how complacent they finished last year in defense or on the defensive side, and I think we saw that again match day one, giving up three goals to Leeds. Um, I mean, it certainly doesn't make me want to place my money on Liverpool um, on this game. Um, and then also Chelsea, um, I wasn't overly impressed either. I think it's going to take some time for uh, the likes of Havertz and Werner um, to kind of gel with the squad and uh, just get the chemistry rolling. Um, and then also, I, I just I think Chelsea have such a big issue in goalkeeping, uh, goalkeeper right now um, with Kepa or who's starting. Is it Kepa? Is it Willie? Um, are they uh, who? Who's, who's playing? Kepa, I don't know if he has the confidence right now. Um, kind of saw a little bit of a blunder in that Brighton match. I don't know if that goal really should have gone in. I think Kepa should have kind of had his angles uh, kind of cut down there. Uh, 
so this is a I, this is a really really tough one for me, and it pains me to to pass it, but um, I'm going to just because I think this game could go either way, just with the way both these teams are playing right now. Um, not, I I think uh, I guess for me saying that maybe the value might lie a little bit on Chelsea. Um, I know for sure all the squares are going to be betting Liverpool here, um, but. I don't know. Both of them just not not overly overly impressed with here. I want to see Liverpool um, start to clean up their defense before I can uh, start trusting them to, uh, like you said, lay some juice. Um, but uh, I'm gonna be passing this game, and uh, it might might be a little bit hurtful to the viewers. I know we're passing the biggest game of the week, but. Uh, <laughs> Sometimes not where the value lies, guys. Um, the value lies on these smaller games, um, where the bigger games, you know, everyone's looking at. Um, and I think the bookmakers got this thing down pretty, pretty tight. Um, but if I have any updates, I'll let you guys know on the Twitter. But um, I will be passing here. Um, or, do you have a play on this, Mr. Bank, or are you also passing? Uh, yeah, just gonna just gonna be that lean to the over three. Uh, I would recommend to play it if it gets plus 115 or higher but other than that i think you got to just sit back and relax and enjoy the show yeah i think it's going to be a great match to watch regardless of if it's a defensive battle or if we're going to get to see a lot of goals i think it's going to be exciting yeah I, I mean i agree it just this this might be a good one to you know crack open a drink guys sit back relax just watch it don't put your money down on anything here i don't feel super confident on anything but um i do feel super confident on the fact that this is going to be a great game um just watching a lot of great football footballers out there. Uh, it's going to be a fun one. Okay. Uh, last game of the day on Sunday. I'll let you take this away. Uh, Burnley heading to King Power Stadium to take on the Foxes. Yes, sir. I am super excited for this match. Unfortunately, Burnley did not play match day one, so we didn't get to see them against the Premier League side uh, quite yet. But... I think they're going to be coming out ready in this match, and the odds makers are actually all over Leicester in this game. And while some people may agree with the line, I, while obviously quite biased, do not. I think plus 450 for Burnley is quite the price, and plus 0.75 over plus money, like plus 105, plus 110 I'm seeing, is a super intriguing price. Uh, especially what, even when you look at the first half lines, like what those are shaping up as a lot of plus money there. But I'm actually going to be coming at this game with my best bet of the week, which is going to be the under 2.5 at minus 115. I think the odds makers may have seen Leicester's 3 0 uh, match against West Brom week one and thought, hey, uh, Leicester could put up some goals here. Or I don't know if they think Burnley is going to be contributing to that. But I do see this match as a classic Sean Deitch uh, showing, and I think that everyone on Burnley is going to be extremely prepared for this game. They had last week off. They didn't have a game to play. So I think they're going to come in ready for Leicester. I don't think Vardy's really going to get anything going in this match. And I expect to see this as a nil-nil halftime type of game, 1-0. Whether it goes to Leicester, unfortunately for me, or whether it goes to Burnley, I do, I do not see this ending in a 2-1 or even a 2-2 type match. So... Under two and a half is going to be my best bet, but overall, just super excited to come out and see the Clarets play and see how they do against the pretty solid Leicester side. Yeah, no, actually, and that's gonna that's gonna get us to our second consensus play of the week here, Mr. Bank. I'm also on the under two and a half. I couldn't love this play anymore. Um, I think uh, this is gonna be a similar game to. Uh, what Leicester played in match week one versus West Brom. Uh, you saw this game go nil-nil at halftime, but uh, I'm not comparing West Brom to Burnley in the likes of uh, competitiveness at all. Burnley's a much better side, but this is going to be a similar under match like that. It's going to be nil-nil at halftime, and I think Burnley are going to give uh, Leicester a lot more trouble in the late uh, you know, parts of this match where Leicester were kind of able to pull away from West Brom. That's when West Brom start making their mistakes, um, you know, giving up stupid penalties, stupid, stupid passes. Burnley don't make those kinds of mistakes. Um, and actually, we see Burnley doing a lot of their, uh, you know, offense last year after the restart late in these games and attacking teams late, taking over matches in like the 70th minute, which is what makes them extremely, extremely dangerous. That they're able to kind of soak up all this pressure all game, 
and then they're just able to kind of jump and strike on teams. I mean, we saw them last year uh, when they went to Anfield, go down early, 1-0, come out of the second half, and then I think we saw Burnley, I, I would argue, dominate 30 minutes of that second half. Arguably, maybe could have won the game even 2-1, but it ended in a 1-1 draw. Um, I'm excited to see what Shawnee D rolls out. Uh, this Burnley side, um, I think all the squares and all everyone's going to be all over Leicester here. So I'd love to see your Burnley plus .75 cash. I'd love to even see Burnley win this game. It'd be awesome. Let's not forget, guys, that Leicester last year were one of the most disappointing teams after the restart. So don't let this 3-0 win uh, in week one get you uh, too excited about this side. There's still a lot of holes in this team. Um, and Burnley are really, really organized at the back and uh, with a great goalkeeper and just dangerous in the counter. Um, so I think Burnley could you know, potentially pick up three points here. It's crazy for me to say, but I think they can. But uh, I agree with you. Best bet, best way to go about this match, guys, from a betting perspective is under two and a half. Um, this game's going to be slow. Uh, it's going to be grindy, um, and it's going to stay under three goals. So we'll book that as our second consensus. Uh, it's going to be a fun one. I can't wait to watch that. Yeah, I couldn't uh, be more excited to watch uh, Sean Deitch and his boys go to work. Yeah. Love for their the, first match in the Premier League. Love the heart that the Burnley boys play with. They're a great side to watch. Uh, absolutely love For sure. That. All right, guys. Uh, we'll finish up with the last two games of the week here uh, on Monday, and then we'll get you guys out of here. Uh, uh, just quickly recap our consensus and uh, get you guys out of here pretty quickly. Uh, so we got Sheffield versus Aston Villa. Um, at a pretty pick em game here. Uh Minus 105 for Sheffield, minus 115 on the pick'em for Villa, um, plus 175, plus 176, or plus 175 for the Blades, and then plus 176 for the Villains. Uh, but plus 200 on the draw, over under two and a half. Uh, this is going to be an interesting match here. Um, and for me, um, I, uh, I. I'm a little, I was a little bit disappointed, well, I guess a little bit would be an understatement, pretty, 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 pretty disappointed with uh, how Sheffield played against Wolves in match day one, uh, gosh, I mean, it just looked like they weren't ready to play football right out of the gate, um, we saw a lot of stupid, stupid turnovers um, early, we saw, and we saw, we saw Wolves just jump all over them. Uh, I expected this match to be a really, really slow match, and it was extreme after those two goals and after the break. Um, I think Sheffield were able to kind of sit back and play the football that they like. They were able to adjust in the second half pretty well. But um, just out of the gate, the Sheffield team looked really, really poor. And um, I think there's going to be a – I don't necessarily know what to exactly expect from them in the, against the Villains here in their first match. So for me, um, I'm passing here. I want to see what Villa are going to bring to the bring to the plate in their first Premier League match. They got a couple new transfers: Ali Watkins uh, from Brentford, uh, bagged in a goal today in the Carabao Cup. So it'll be fun fun match to watch here. Uh, I just want to see what the villains are going to offer here, and uh, I want to continue kind of to monitor uh, Sheffield's form, what they're in here, um, because uh, they were one of my picks for a team to get relegated and. Uh, I'm not going to jump on it yet because I'd be overreacting, but uh, boy, oh boy, did they not look good uh, against Wolves. <laughs> Certainly. I don't uh, have too much to say about this match. I think, like you were saying, it's going to be interesting to see how uh, Aston Villa shows up in their first Premier League match of the season, but I do think a little disappointed in Sheffield's performance in uh, match day one, and like we're going to talk about with Wolves for the next match coming up here, I think that was just a dominant performance right out of the gate. But I think that for this match, Sheffield would love to have the three points, but I think Villa's going to come out ready to go as well. And I don't think uh, to pick them here, I have too much to say when it's going to be uh, hosted by Aston Villa. So I'm going to be passing on this match as well and uh, looking to the next game for maybe another play. Uh, yep, so I'll take us to our last play of the week, guys. Uh, Manchester City. Um, going on the road for their first match of the season uh, to play Wolves, um, who came out firing in match week one versus Sheffield, um, scoring two goals in the first six minutes. 
um, and then ending up uh, winning that game 2-0. Arguably probably should have been 3, maybe even 4. Missed a couple sitters there towards the end. But um, I had I have a lot of good things to say about this Wolves team. Um, they got a lot of really, really fun players to watch. Um, even after losing uh, Doherty to Spurs, um, I think they kind of replenished, and their back line looked really, really strong against Sheffield. Um, Triore was kind of playing a little bit of a right wing back, which I kind of like to see. He was up and down the pitch defending, which I think he does a great job at, actually. Doesn't get a lot of praise for it. And then getting up and just busting his ass up and down the pitch, whipping in services. Um, he looked great all game. And then um, I love watching Jimenez and just his striker mentality. He's uh, always goal poaching. He's looking looking to finish, looking to get any nicks on the balls. Um, and he's just very, very clinical in and around the net finishing-wise. But for this match, uh, for the City and the Wolves game, the total sitting at three goals. Um, and I got to – I think – I got it. I got to take the under here. Um, I'm kind of an under guy this week on two unders. Um, talking about a lot of unders. I am on one over with that Leeds game, but I'm taking the under three here. I don't see four goals happening. This is City's first game of the year. They're going into a really, really tough place to play at Wolves, and Wolves look really sharp in the back. Uh, had the likes of Cody back there. You got uh, Bully, um, and then. Roman's uh, Roman Sice. Um, I'm super sorry. I definitely butchered that. Um, <laughs> great game for him. He got the header. Uh, he looked really, really solid back there. I couldn't couldn't be more impressed with him. I was actually going to pick him up on my fantasy Premier League team because he looked really, really solid back there. He's just bossing the bossing the center half position um, and kind of just controlling the entire game. Uh, just kind of let Wolves move forward and just play the kind of style of football they wanted um so I kind of see the same thing here you know Cody sit Sice and uh Bowley uh and then got Patricio behind them uh that's a that's a brick wall for me um I don't see I don't see City scoring more than two goals in this match um and I don't know if I see uh you know I don't I I guess I I guess I see this match kind of as a one-to-one but I think the best bet here is is the under three um I don't see four goals in this match. Worst case, we will do some chopping. Maybe a team wins this game two to one, but I don't see four goals. Um, and I think value-wise, you got to take the under three here. Yeah, I got to be honest. Uh, I've you're kind of talking me into this under three a little bit. Uh, I don't know if I'm actually going to end up taking it, so we won't make it a consensus quite yet. But I did have I did write down a lean when looking at the board to Wolves plus one at about even money because kind of how I was looking at the Manchester United game, I think these big these big clubs coming into their first match of the Premier League season, while the side that they played, that they're going to be playing against uh, coming in with a win on the last match day is going to be interesting to see. And I don't think Manchester City is going to come out firing out of the gates either on this match. I think it will take them a little time to get their – to get their uh, feet back under them and get their passes going again. I mean, we all know how clinical they are with the ball once their their chemistry is looking good. But I think it will take them a little while to get going, and especially against this Wolves side who defends so well and is just always ready to play. Their manager always has them prepared. So I do have a little bit of a lean to Wolves plus one, but you're also talking me uh, into this under three a little bit. But I'm gonna be I'm gonna be passing on both of them for now. Maybe we'll. Uh, do a little bit of a D-Jenny type thing and see how the weekend goes for us, and then we'll see what happens on Monday. But for now, I'm going to be passing. But I am super excited for this match to finish off match day two in the Premier League. I think Wolves versus Man City going to be a great one. And I think we're uh, two dudes that enjoy any type of Premier League soccer, whether it's a uh, type of Man City versus Liverpool and we get a high-scoring match, or whether it's Man City versus Wolves and we get a 1-0 or even a nil-nil type of game with a lot of uh, clinical play so I'm really excited for this one as well yeah we normally I mean all of us uh, me and Mr. Bank uh, we try to watch every single game uh, for the week to give you guys kind of our best opinions Um, and just we want to know you know how teams are playing within the Premier League how their forms are going so when we do kind of make our bets and we look at our numbers and run all the stuff look for the value we do know where it is so right now we might be doing a little bit of passing, but um, this is going to be some teams' uh, you know first first game this week. So 
Um, for us, we just want to see how they're going to play, and I think next week uh, you'll see a lot more plays. But we still have two consensus plays this week, guys. Um, one of them being um, Tottenham, minus a quarter. So you guys can go ahead and book that. And then um, our other consensus play was that on Saturday, I believe. Uh, Sunday, the Burnley match. Oh, the Burnley match. Under two goal, or under two and a half goals, guys. So um, go ahead, um, book those. And those, obviously, consensus, like I said, it's our favorite type of uh, – or not our favorite type. It's our best bets. Um, we both like them. Um, so if you guys are ever kind of thinking, oh, should I take uh, John Five's plays? Should I take Mr. Banks' plays? Um, don't look any farther. Just take the consensus plays. Two and one last week, guys. We're looking to go um, hopefully four and one. Two plays this week. Um, so let's hopefully let's cash those tickets. But um, that's it for me. Uh, I will post my plays uh, on my Twitter page. That is Ja. Uh, J-A-H, and then 5-S. That's my Twitter handle. Uh, so look for that. Um, and uh, we look to stay hot, guys. Uh, thanks again, um, Mr. Bank, for joining me for uh, match day uh, two of the Premier League uh, at the back of the net pod. Uh, it's great having you on again. Thanks for having me on. It's always great to talk Premier League. And don't forget, if you want to, if you want some extra value on the board, derivative bet. Uh, in the Man U game, halftime, full-time, draw, Man U, looking at plus 320 on that one. So I'll be tweeting out my plays as well and factoring in those consensus that we had. But just be ready for another great great weekend of soccer in the Premier League and come ready to listen for Match Week 3 next time. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I, I really like that plus 320 play, guys. You should really hop on that. But, um We'll be signing off, guys. Uh, thanks again for coming to listen to Match Day 2. Uh, drop us any comments. Uh, share us with your friends. Retweet the podcast. Follow us on Twitter. Um, do any type of the sharing stuff. We uh, we always appreciate that kind of stuff, and we always uh, appreciate talking to you guys. So if you guys leave reviews uh, like we did today, we'll kind of you know answer them or answer any questions uh, of what you guys got to say, and we'll continue to uh, review what you say and get better, and hopefully uh, – by uh, the end of the season, um, we got you know less complaints, and uh, we're making you guys a lot of money. But thanks again, guys, uh, and we'll see you guys next week, uh, probably midweek for match day three of the Premier League.